Uh, welcome to uh, Barnsley Museum's podcast number 38. Uh, I'm Paul Stebbing, the Archives and Local Studies Manager. And I'm Ben Marsh, a Programme Manager for Volunteering for Barnsley Museums. We're going to be talking about uh, Remotely Digital, which is our digital volunteer project. Uh, just to give a little bit of background on that, it kind of came out of the pandemic. Digital went everywhere, as we know, especially for our service. Um, but what it didn't do was volunteering, because we just weren't equipped for that. So, kind of, uh, back in the last year, uh, a bid became available from the lottery around digital volunteering and how to upskill volunteers in digital. So we decided to go in for that, and then along came Paul with a great project idea to fit within that bid, uh, working with a particular collection that the volunteers could um, get to grips with and really, really delve in on. Uh, in the last uh, 35 years, we've had uh, lots of uh, sound and film donated to Barnsley uh, Archives um, to add to the collections. Uh, that's included uh, oral history recordings, uh, recordings of lectures, um, home movie footage, footage of Barnsley Mayor's parades, um, a, a long, long list of um, uh, f- film and sound clips covering every aspect of um, Barnsley and its history. Those sound and film collections uh, are absolutely superb, uh, but we were conscious that um, they weren't fully explored, catalogued or detailed. So the, uh, the idea behind this project was to um, recruit um, uh, some remote volunteers from uh, across the borough and indeed across the country and the world to um, uh, analyse the sound and film footage and uh, to better describe it for us and um, you know, delve a little bit deeper than what uh, the staff are able to. Absolutely, and we were able to um, recruit a whole load of new volunteers that maybe hadn't previously engaged with us because they couldn't access our venues in person. So this kind of has opened up a new a new area for us to explore. Um, some of our volunteers, uh, as Paul mentioned, are further afield. In fact, one was in the USA um, who had just had a local connection to the area but was able to then work on something because she didn't need to be physically in person. Um, it's allowed us to explore different ways of upskilling volunteers. So um, we've been doing training in transcription, introduction to archives. Uh, we've been looking at how to audio describe film and all of the kind of technicalities that that, that needs to be thought through uh, to make this collection as accessible as possible for the future. Um, so we've had about 18, 19 volunteers now have a go, had a go at this in some capacity. Some have stayed, some haven't. Um, but they've all been able to try it and see if it's for them, which has been really exciting for us to see. Uh, and uh, the sound and film collections that we hold are quite sizeable, so there is plenty of scope to, um, to continue this type of volunteering in the future. Um, and and the, the sound and film collections continue to grow as well. So not only could the uh, remote volunteers in the future work on these collections, but we could also look to uh, using remote volunteers to do other aspects of our work to add, it, add, add better, better value and um, more descriptive information to, to the collections. Yeah, completely agree with that. And, and I think the volunteers have been telling us how valuable this type of volunteering has been for them, um, particularly from an access perspective where Perhaps volunteers um, have certain neurodivergent needs and things like that, so they've been able to do that from home. They've not had to feel that pressure of being in a building and they can do it at their own pace and their own time. Um, so it's been really lovely to, to see those, that, those comments and that feedback about uh, why this particular type of volunteering is valuable and that's given us the, the best argument we could have to make sure it's embedded in something we do 
not just in this project, but for hopefully for the rest of the time we have volunteers in Barnsley Museums. Yeah, and I should say as well that, you know, uh, Barnsley Archives and indeed Barnsley Museums has a, a long track record of um, volunteering. Uh, we've had some very successful projects undertaken over the years, but um, remote volunteering is something that was, was very new for us. Um, but ultimately it's proved very successful and very rewarding and I hope it's something that we're, we're able to continue to do for, for, for many years to come. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I think now it would be really great to hear from some of those volunteers who have also shared uh, their thoughts on the project so far and their experiences. Hello, my name is Beth Roberts and I'm currently volunteering on Barnsley Museum's Remotely Digital Archives project. This project aims to make Barnsley's film and sound collections more accessible to the public. Um, primarily, primarily, I've chosen remote volunteering because I wanted to gain some noteworthy experience whilst looking for full-time employment opportunities. I'm a master's graduate from the University of Leeds and since October 2020 I've mostly been looking for work so I can apply the skills I obtained for my academic studies. In April of this year I started volunteering for Barnsley Museums um, so I could expand on my experience. When I started working on this project I also wanted to develop some skills um, to add to my CV and in particular I wanted to develop some digital skills in transcribing films and sound recordings and um, I was keen to develop some skills in creating social media content and blogs. Um, those attributes would be a helpful addition to my CV because I always feel that I need to further develop my skill set, especially when it comes to IT. For quite a few months now, I've been working to transcribe a 40-minute interview recorded on the 16th of July 2018. It was recorded in Worsborough Library as part of the Worsborough Voices project. And um, I've been doing this transcribing by listening to this recording and using my laptop to type up anything I pick up or hear into a Microsoft Word document. Um, the recording features um, Mary Jones, who was 70 years old at the time of the recording, and um, she is interviewed by Ali Hunton. So far, I have transcribed over 15 and a half minutes of this interview, and it's already jam-packed with um, fascinating aspects of Mary Jones's life. Um, Whilst transcribing, this recording has been time-consuming. Um, it's um, been rewarding because every time I've worked on it, I believe I've made some progress on it, which is always a good thing. So far, I've found the project to be a really great one because I've been lucky to contribute to the work of Barnsley Museums whilst working from home. I live in Addingham, which is a village just three miles away from Ilkley West Yorkshire, so if this project hadn't been set up, I would either have to travel to Barnsley and back all the time, which would take roughly two hours to um, 
to travel between my home and Barnsley, or I might not be able to even have volunteered for Barnsley museums at all. And Remotely Digital as a project has helped me develop my digital and networking skills through transcribing sound recordings, film audio descriptions and online social talks. And I'm particularly pleased to have developed my skills in social media because I've had the chance to talk about my volunteering experience um, by writing a short blog about it. And now this podcast recording gives me the chance to um, give a bit more about give a bit more information about my experience as a whole. Hi, my name is Bill and I've been volunteering in the Remote Digital Archives project since around mid-June. I've been transcribing a sound clip from the Wordsboro Voices project recorded in about two, in around 2018 from a man called Charlie Parker. Um, Charlie Parker grew up in the area and his dad worked in the pits doing various jobs, including pushing coal and coke through massive accidents. Charlie also has a really strong connection to the area, growing up and working and living there. I've been really enjoying working with the project and was attracted to it primarily, primarily because it's part of a history I'm really, I'm really interested in, which is people's stories from the past. I'm really attracted to sort of finding out about how people lived in the past, how their experience was different, and also how their experience was similar as well. And I've been really enjoying sort of going through and transcribing this work and actually feeling like I'm including to Barnsley Museum Archive and allowing other people to be able to access it eventually. So feeling like I'm genuinely adding value to the thing. I've enjoyed the project because you end up emoting with the person and finding out a lot of weird and interesting facts and kind of comparing yourself to the individual, which is not something I really sort of expected, but I've ended up really enjoying it, actually. I was mostly attracted to the project as well because it's an online project. This meant that I was being able to do volunteering when it was convenient to me and has allowed me to kind of do other things in my life that I wouldn't normally, that I haven't been able to do in other volunteering projects. So I start, when I started volunteering, I was working a full-time job in the NHS. It was, that meant that I didn't have a lot of free time at the moment and I made that clear when I started the project and they were incredibly kind about letting me manage my time and managing how many hours I could put in. Since then, I've started a master's and I've actually found that, and it's again been really important and really, really helpful that it is being a purely online project that I've been able to contribute online to because it's allowed me to, again, continue with my life in a way that wouldn't have been possible if it was an in-person project because I've moved out of the original place I was living, living on the other side of the country now. It's been it's been definitely an experience learning also because the process of the project has been so inclusive, um, particularly in the catch-ups as well, which has been it's been one of the um, it's been one of the best volunteering experiences because it's been very personal as well, which have been while allowing me to sort of work and while very freeing in the time I'm working for. But it's also meant that through the kind of personal touch, it's meant I've got 
being able to gain a real insight into how oral history projects work, how they're conducted, how, for example, how they deal with volunteers. And my favourite part about the project has been it's been going through the voice clips and going through the voice clips and getting a real insight into the person themselves growing up. And then also through the actual act of transcribing, it genuinely feels like helping the museum and making it more accessible to people as well, which is very important to me. As someone who is both dyslexic and has a lot of experience going through archives, it's I know how valuable it can be to have something accessible online and in being able to both just research it and also being able to access it really easily in a way that someone who wouldn't be able to travel, wouldn't be able to do that, wouldn't be able to travel with the archive himself, wouldn't be able to do that at all. And or someone in a different country just wouldn't be able to do that. And so I think it's genuinely adding value, which I really enjoy. So yeah, it's been a really good experience, one that I'm enjoying now. And I've enjoyed in the past and will hopefully continue enjoying in the future. Right then, so we're in Worsborough Library. It's the 19th of July 2018. This is Kate Harper talking with Charlie Parker. So, first of all, Charlie, can you just tell us, would you mind telling us how old you are? I'm just 75, so... <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. And have you lived in Worsborough all your life? Yeah, all my life, yeah. yeah. Where were you born? Uh, one Melton Terrace, Bank End, Worsbordale. And did you live there all your childhood? Oh, no, no, I didn't know. In fact, I was born there, but I think we moved to uh, number two, Wellington Crescent, which weren't far away, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And then uh, then we lived in uh, Worsbordale in West Street. Yeah. What were houses like? Houses. That uh, you grew up in? Well, the first house were like uh, fairly modern in a way, but I think built in probably, I'd say about 1930s, but it's got electricity and that, you know what I mean? A bathroom? But, yeah, a bathroom, mm-hmm. yeah, in, inside bathroom, yeah. I think it's got a Yorkshire Range, though, funnily enough. Oh, right. So I mean, it's got a Yorkshire Range and a set pot. A set pot? Right. A set, do you know what a set pot is? Well, a set pot is built inside a fireplace, mm. and it's like a brick square mm. uh, with like a, a pot inside made of iron, oh. and it's got a grating underneath that's lit by a fire. Oh yeah. But when uh, uh, for because it's lit by a fire, it's got a smoke coming out somewhere, and it's directed into the same chimney as your fireplace. Mm. You see, mm. and then you used to boil your clothes in this. You oh, see, right. uh, and, and then wash them. Uh, yeah. And, and that, that was it. Or tea water up, basically. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And that was a set pot. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen them before? I know, I've not heard of that. Yeah, right, yeah. I think everybody knew about them. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And what about the other houses that you lived in? Uh, other houses. Uh, or then we, uh, we we moved, because my mum and dad uh, took over a working man's club in Musbridale. Yeah. And that was a, a, a semi, semi-detached, but it was stone built. I was you know, quite old, I would think. Still there today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, that was a move down, actually, I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that might have an outside toilet. That big washroom, like, you know, for an outside, you know, for uh, doing your washing in. All right. But uh, that had uh, 
Uh, it did electric and it did gas as well, I think. Yeah. 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 So, did your dad always work at uh, working men's club or what did he do? No, my dad, he worked at, uh, he, as far as I know, he worked at Barra, Barra Pit and uh, he worked on VI Bums there. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, in 1935, VI Bums were really old fashioned. Uh, they brought these new retorts in, and you know they're quite modern then. And he worked there then for ages. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then uh, he worked there uh, most of his life. Then he went to Woods Glass House for two years, mm -hmm. and then actually he uh, went to working on club. Yeah. You know I mean? We had that two years, but unfortunately he died uh, oh. when we had that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Like had you got brothers and sisters? Yeah, I've got brothers and sisters. Yeah. 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 Do they? Did they all stay local? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, uh, three sisters and a brother. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, we all lived, you know, yeah. lovely like, yeah. So, uh, just to say thank you for listening, and we look forward to making lots more of Barnsley's sound and film heritage uh, accessible uh, in the future.